When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Hey, it's Dustin Hawkinsmith from Penn Live with your week ending blue white breakdown. Covering Penn State football, four things, four plus things that I caught on to this week, news headlines and such, leading into Rutgers where Penn State's a big favorite in this game, home finale, senior day, whole bunch of kids will run out there uh, on the turf of Beaver Stadium before the game begins. It will be interesting to see who does, who doesn't, who will be back, who won't be back. There's a lot of decisions to make, and one of the more challenging times in recent college football history to try to forecast who's going to do what. So we're probably just going to have to go along for the ride on that one. Uh, we'll touch on that in a little bit. I wanted to start with what I would call Penn State's offensive line shuffle. So we know that there have been non-COVID illnesses going around Penn State's program. That came directly from James Franklin earlier this week. Two of the names who are on that illness list are Rashid Walker at left tackle, Caden Wallace at right tackle, uh, you throw in the fact that Mike Miranda didn't finish the Michigan game, and you could have some musical chairs here along the offensive line. Uh, Penn State doesn't get into injuries much. We don't know much about the illnesses. We don't know if they're 100% uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but we'll look and see. The first real indication, I think, should come in pregame warm-ups, uh, what that first unit might look like, who might not be dressed, um, who's just kind of going through casual warm-ups. Uh, two names we do know that we can probably see on Saturday. One is Bryce Efner, who's been Penn State's primary swing guy. Can play guard, can play tackle. He could be slotted in there in a couple different positions. Uh, Landon Tengwall, the true freshman, is the bigger of the two names that was mentioned by James Franklin this week. He's a the highest rated player in Penn State's 2021 recruiting class. He arrived in January. He arrived at six foot six, around 300 pounds or so. Um, he's kind of got a college temperament to him. It looks like he's had a college temperament to him just when it comes to his attitude towards the game and his practice habits and his attention to detail, his desire to get better. Um, he's been very, very mature for his age. And, you know, he's also a pretty skilled guy. And he's physically, you can kind of see he's made himself into this. Um, ideal-looking offensive tackle. He's a player I'd be really excited to see what happens with him. Uh, James Franklin also said with him could be uh, in that swing category as well. He's taken reps at guard and at tackle. Olu Fashanu is another name. Uh, Rashid Walker has hyped him up some. The coaches have hyped him up some. He's a talented guy, long offensive tackle. Uh, curious to see if he um, plays on Saturday. Uh Daniel Gallon and I talked on a podcast um, on Friday 
just about this development and all this uncertainty along the offensive line. And I think it probably bears asking the question again, could forced change be a good thing for Penn State? You know, dissatisfaction with the way this group has performed, especially in the run game, has been present all year long. Could it be the worst thing in the world to get a couple new new faces in there, move a couple pieces around, and see what you might be able to unlock that you weren't um, before? Um, it might not lead to much. It might not lead to sweeping changes or anything. You could just see some of these younger guys getting reps that, that they should be getting. Um, two regular season games and one bowl game left in the 2021 season. Um, it's a good time to get these guys on the field without jeopardizing, in the case of Landon Tangwall, his red shirt. Uh, another thing just that goes along with this, runs parallel to this, is what this offense is going to look like on Saturday. Um, with a revamped offensive line or without, it would seem that the table is set right now for Penn State to lean on its running game more against Rutgers than it has at any point this season. That's the feeling that I've got right now. And there are a few things that go into it. First would be the development from last week that Kevon Lee um, looks like the primary back. So that could give them ample firepower to, to lean on him. Um, I'll touch on the run game here in a minute too. But Sean Clifford, looking at what he's been through, Jim Harbaugh at the beginning of this week went out of his way to praise Sean Clifford's toughness. And there's no other way to, to say it except for tough and gritty, the way that he played against Michigan. Not a whole lot of support. It wasn't going all that well for Penn State's offense. Michigan's defense is pretty good. Doesn't really allow the big play to happen. But seven sacks and a whole bunch more hits, hurries, and plays that were affected by pressure. So he went out there and kept playing. He kept firing away. If he needed to run it, he was. He didn't look like he changed really anything about his style which is a huge testament to him. It's why Jim Harbaugh went out of his way to, to praise him in the first place. And then later in the week, James Franklin also made sure to, to give a tip of the cap to Sean Clifford saying he got beat up against Michigan, but he showed that toughness again and again and again. And maybe you think about what he did under the circumstances against Michigan and how he was affected against Illinois. And you can really say that he must have really been beat up for Illinois if he if he was a shell of himself then. But I think it all leads to, against Rutgers, a built-in incentive for James Franklin and his staff to get this run game going. Let's not ask Sean Clifford to throw it even 30 times. He's been throwing it more like 40 or 50 in some of these games. But in Big Ten games, other than the one that he left in the second quarter against Iowa... He's thrown 30-plus passes in all of them. And even against Iowa, he threw 25 in the second quarter. So he was well on his way to another probably 50-pass attempt game if that one stays close. I think the time is now and the opponent is now at Beaver Stadium to ask Sean Clifford to do a little bit less. And if you're going to ask him to do a little bit less, you're going to have to ask your offensive line and your running backs to do a lot more. And we'll see how they respond to that challenge. I do expect that to be the tone and the vibe to start Saturday's game. Penn State, an 18.5-point favorite. And if they're productive in that part of the game, I think the running game will be more be responsible for more yardage against Rutgers than it has been all season. 
Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. And speaking of the preservation of Sean Clifford, uh, I would hope and imagine that Mike Yersich and James Franklin have been discussing this. You can't put your quarterback in harm's way again like he was against Michigan. Uh, he was beat up and he had to exit the game against Iowa. So I think there's a there's a good sign. First of all, with Kevon Lee, as I mentioned before, 20 carries for 88 yards. He looked pretty sharp against Michigan. There were a couple instances in that game where he fell back into some old tendencies and tried to bounce and tried to go east-west and tried to turn uh, you know, a three-yard gain into a 30-yard gain and hasn't really worked out for him all that great. So I, th- But I, I think those are, are becoming more the exception to the rule. And I also think that the, the busier Kevon Lee is early in games, the less likely you are going to see him trying to press a little bit more, allow him to get on track, allow him to get into a rhythm. This comes off of the game against Maryland where Kevon Lee looked pretty good. I think he only got eight carries in that game for 50 yards. Noah Kane had a little bit of life in his legs that we hadn't seen for a lot of this year. So I, I do think we're going to see Kevon Lee with at least a season high in carries. If he got 20 against Michigan in that game, Rutgers isn't going to jump out to any leads. And if they do lead this football game at any point on Saturday, they it won't be by much and it probably won't be for long. So there's going to be a, a desire here for Penn State. Work through it. Fix the problem. Push these guys around a little bit. Unleash Kevon Lee. I think 25 plus carries for sure. Um, you need some balance in, in the game. You need to establish the run game. James Franklin put out a call again this week about being physical and about creating big plays. And one area that the Penn State offense has been lacking, according to him, is creating big plays in the running game. I think the more you hand the ball to Kevon Lee early and often throughout, the more likely you are to create some big plays in the running game. A few other stories for the week before we we wrap up. I thought it was um, interesting. Christian Veyu now taking number two quarterback reps on an indefinite basis. James Franklin said that that competition will be ongoing between him and Taquan Roberson. But it would seem to indicate here, without knowing exactly what Taquan Roberson's going through, it would seem to indicate that Christian Veyu has probably overtaken him at this point, which should make for an interesting picture moving forward, especially if... Sean Clifford opts to not return for the 2022 season. You know, speaking of senior day, um, his decision will be an interesting one. James Franklin was very, was was pretty clear that just because you see a guy walk for senior day doesn't mean he's leaving. And just because you'd see a guy not go out and be recognized before the game doesn't mean he's definitely coming back. So there won't be anything to glean from Sean Clifford, whatever decision he makes on Saturday. But there are good reasons for him to return. And there are good reasons, having started for three years, having taken the level of punishment that he has this year, that you probably couldn't blame him um, for moving on. But I would probably say that if he does have you know, legitimate NFL hopes and he does aspire to play at the next level, he's probably got to come back and, and try to sustain the momentum that he had built through four or five weeks over the course of an entire season. And if he does that, he can probably improve his draft stock. But 
Um, speaking of draft stock, Jaquan Brisker, Jesse Lucetta, Arnold Epichetti, they're all going to the Senior Bowl. I think they're all going to be really, really impressive out there. Jesse Lucetta um, has the option to come back. He has the option to ultimately not go to the Senior Bowl. But his versatility has been a big plus for him. He's got an NFL frame. I think they're going to be impressed with all three of these guys with the way they handle themselves at practice and behind the scenes and and their desire and their urgency to to go down there and get better and improve. And I think we see all those all three of those guys get drafted. A couple things to watch for on Penn Live. Bob Flanders, his um, keys for Penn State to beat Rutgers and the matchup breakdown. Two pieces of information that are very good to to read before the noon kickoff. Uh, Daniel Gallon and I did a podcast on Friday morning. That's available on Penn Live. You can also find it on pretty much all the po- podcast platforms. And lastly, I just for Saturday, um, check out Bob Flanders six for Saturday before kickoff. After the game, win, lose, or draw. I think seeing Bob Flanders and David Jones recap the game is must see television uh, going into this one. So Penn State Rutgers noon kickoff BTN. Penn State roughly an 18, 18 and a half point favorite with the sports books looking to get to seven and four, looking to keep that eight and four hope alive. I think there's a big difference right now between finishing up the regular season, eight and four and finishing up at seven and five and certainly going into the bowl game, having a shot at nine and four with the way things that went off the rails in the middle part of this year, I think could be considered a big win. None of that happens without taking care of business against Rutgers. And that's what Penn state will be aiming to do. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Blue White Breakdown, and we'll see you all through next week recapping Rutgers looking ahead to Michigan State. We'll see you then. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.